Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, man, it is, uh, we're getting close. We got uh, Christmas Eve on Friday. Today is Wednesday. If you have not been out there, if you're procrastinating, you better get out there. You better go. I know the mall will be crazy. There's some wonderful stores around uh, around Waco and surrounding areas. You could go buy. Uh, you could go buy Morrison's gifts. You could go buy. Man, the other day I went by that uh, <coughs> Cheesy's Meat Market out in Belton, and before we went out to the Deadfish Grill, or you could give somebody like a gift certificate to one of those unbelievable restaurants in our area. See how that works. And uh, this will uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. By the way, uh, Aaron just uh, secured you know a lot of late breaking things here. Fonville may be taking a break from his phone, which I, our executive vice president of our uh, presenting sponsor, Central National Bank, Aaron. I've been tr- I've been sending him all day, you know these beautiful uh, graphics that he does. He's not responding to me. I think maybe. Maybe he's finally had enough of us. He's on Christmas and, uh, break. <laughs> he may have gone on Christmas break. And that's okay. That's okay. I mean, Aaron, we may have to secure our own photos today of the star player from uh, Mary Harden Baylor, Baylor, Jefferson Fritz. Excited to talk to him today at 420. Mary Harden Baylor, if you're just joining us and you didn't realize it happened last week, last Friday night they won a national title. Okay, they've got a couple of these things under their belts. But um, it's a program that Pete Fredenberg uh, started, and uh, and it just, you know, it didn't take them long to become a powerhouse in the, in the D3 world. And I, I would dare say there's some D2 or NAIA, whatever you want to call it, type schools that would struggle with uh, Mary Harden Baylor. Okay? Maybe even FCS. There may be some FCS teams that don't want any part of this Mary Harden Baylor team and uh, love what they produced. And we're very excited for them. And so he is basically the, I mean, I he's up for the best player in all of division three. And he's, he's the best defensive player in all the country at division three. And he's, he's, I mean, the amount of interceptions he has in his career are crazy. So we have a, a great safety today at 420 and then a great safety tomorrow at 420. Uh, one of the, uh, Aaron, you'll remember this guy. He came along when you and I were about, I don't know, let's call it 7 plus 7. Um, what were we, 14 years old, let's call it, 13 or 14. Mike Welch came to Baylor, and he followed Thomas Everett. Thomas Everett was the uh, Thorpe Award winner, and probably, obviously, Petrie's now kind of battling him, him for this, but probably the best safety to ever play at Baylor. And there were some great players back in the 50s, early 60s, but uh, I, I don't 
Van McElroy was a great player in the uh, late 70s, early 80s. Baylor went to that uh, the, the uh, Cotton Bowl. Van was on that team with Mike Singletary, and he was unbelievable back there. But uh, Mike Welch was incredible from Sweetwater, Texas. And uh, I was just looking at it, Aaron. Uh, so Mike Welch is going to be on with us tomorrow at 420, a Baylor legend. Uh, Aaron, give me how many career interceptions do you think Mike Welch had at Baylor? Without looking it up. 12. 16. I knew it was quite a few. Uh, he was he was uh, on those Baylor teams with James Francis and uh, uh, some other all-time greats. That was a very, very nice, uh, very nice point in Baylor football history. That was, of course, uh, he played, uh, he was starting during the 50-7 uh, to 7 victory over Texas. So, uh, yeah. lots of great mem- memories with him. Yeah. Yeah, those 89 and 90, they had really good defenses. They just couldn't get the offense going. And then uh, and then about 90, Grant put uh, – he got uh, J.J. in there, and, and things started rolling a little bit, 90, 91. 91, they were ranked sixth or seventh in the country at one point uh, after beating the defending champion Colorado Buffaloes. But by that time, um, Mike Welch had gone on and had a little – he had a brief time there in the NFL, but he had at one point he missed one year with an ACL. But my gosh, the guy could catch anything. I remember him having like a broken hand and was wearing a cast and still was able to get an interception. He just uh, he and, and oh, what I was going to tell you, Aaron, you'll find this interesting. And our, our folks that are kind of driving around right now, maybe leaving town to go to the hot, you know, go to their go see some of their relatives. Um, his the offensive coordinator no his coach it wasn't offensive coordinator it would have been his coach in 1984 so he was a he would have been a sophomore and it was the guy that he looked up to like crazy and he was heartbroken when he left his his coach at Sweetwater Texas Sweetwater High School was none other than Art Bryles and then all those years later whatever it was 2008 or 2009 Baylor hires Bryles, and uh, and obviously we kind of know what happened after that. Some great moments, uh, and then obviously followed by some dark days. Uh, but he uh, he, it's just interesting that uh, that and in, in to to this day Bryles means a lot to him uh, as a coach. And I, you know what? Sometimes as I as I look back on all that, I I had a really hard time knowing what to do during all that scandal because I I knew Art pretty well. And uh, I, the other day, Aaron, I don't think I said this on the air the other day, I, I was up watching my daughter perform at North Park, and somebody texted me and says, hey, I just saw Art outside of Nordstrom. They're talking about North Park in Dallas. And I said, oh, really? And so I just texted him, say, hey, what are you doing? And and he was up there with one of his grandchildren. <laughs> and some whoever texted me said, man, his hair's gotten really long. And so Art was just up there doing some shopping. At North Park, and and um, I, I think a lot of Baylor people have a hard time knowing what to think of that whole era. The, the, the way I choose to think about it, the more I have time to think about it, is that they had some tremendous players, and a lot of those players were really good people. They obviously had some people on those teams do some really awful things. Uh, unfortunately, some of you know a lot of the great players, the majority of the players on that team, somehow are impacted because of all that. And uh, and a lot of those players were just incredible uh, people uh, that I've gotten to know. Colin Brents is one of them that played 
for Art. Did a great job on defense back in about uh, 2014, 15, that, right around that era. And um, just great. I mean, Levi Norwood, you couldn't find better people, better players. And um, and so they a lot of those guys get sort of, you know, caught up in all that, what happened, and, and their reputations get caught up in it. And it's, it's, it's completely unfair. So, you know, I don't know. Did Art take too much blame? Maybe. Uh, but but that was it. He got fired, and I guess the one thing he can maybe take some solace in all these years later is that Jeff Levy has now been hired, the uh, Ole Miss offense coordinator, to go to be the Oklahoma offense coordinator. Kendall Bryles is the offense coordinator at Arkansas. He, a lot of his assistants have gone on with their careers and are doing extremely well. Uh, Phil Bennett has been over at University of North Texas, and – you know, Art's never going to get another chance unless it's a small high school. You know, that's it. And, and again, we love high, small high schools around here. Nothing against that. It's just he was at the pinnacle of big-time college football, and he'll never get back there. Maybe he shouldn't. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get into that debate. Um, I'm just saying everybody on his staff got to go on with their coaching careers, and he did not. Now, I get the other part of that. I know, I know uh, there are bigger issues out there associated with that than just coaching i get all that believe me um i do all right it is the matt mosley show alongside aaron sexton voices kind of hanging in there a little bit because of a steroid shot that i took last night always a little awkward uh aaron when i asked the nurse hey would you would you mind putting this in the hip instead of the arm i feel like i've got aaron a little more padding in that area and uh, they, they were nice about it. said, yeah, sure, we'll do that. Sometimes, like the COVID shot, uh, the vaccination, that was not an option. I kind of I tried that. Hey, guys, y'all, would y'all do the, would y'all do the hip? And uh, it was funny as I, I kind of was haunted by it last night. I got the shot in the hip for the, uh, uh, for the steroid shot. What a steroid shot does for me, at least. I don't know if other people do the same thing when you're, when you're starting to get a little sick. Uh, fortunately, I tested negative for flu and COVID, so I'm fine. Aaron, you can tell all my friends at Eminem Broadcasting who I was hanging out with the other day, and even you in the hall, although I don't think I was with you enough to really give you the COVID, but I did test negative, so that's good news. And uh, if, you're, if you're a little sick, I think, you know, we all kind of think, oh, gosh, do we have it? And that's why I went ahead and got tested for both those things. So no flu, no COVID. And the steroids have kind of got me going again. The problem is steroids get in your system, and they uh, they kind of you know it's it's uh, it's a little bit of a different animal. They'll they'll kind of get you hyped up a little bit, and so sleep was not easy last night. But the steroids do help, and then I'm going to chase that with a little amoxicillin. The uh, nurse practitioner explained to me last night when I asked her for the usual Z pack. She said, "Well, that could get me in trouble." I said, well, "Wait, don't you?" dispense medicine why 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 does that get you in trouble she said well for me to give you a z-pack you need to have 10 more days of symptoms i i wanted to be like well i could be dead by then i mean 10 days of like struggling you're gonna let me suffer for 10 days before i get my z-pack i mean i don't understand this but like they're because of all this stuff in the dea whatever i mean even to get my pain meds when i had my accident you know, they put you through all kinds of layers of stuff. You know, I was having to do a uh, uh, urine test, and, I mean, it was just like, whoa, well, guys, y'all are the ones that are subscribing, uh, prescribing me all these, uh, all this pain medication. Like, 
now I got to test. I got to do all these tests before I can have more. I mean, it was a really interesting deal to go through all that. But uh, and the other thing, Aaron, I don't know the last time you uh, went to one of those. I, my, I couldn't get into my doctor, but my doctor, my the health uh, plan I use, they have their own chain of whatever you call those primacare type places. And so I went to one of those last night, and they sit and after they said, okay, you can get your steroids in that uh, over from that kiosk. I said, what are you talking about? I said, go touch that button over there on the kiosk. And a pharmacist appears on the kiosk and starts having a conversation with me while I'm out in the lobby. You know, people are hanging around coughing and hacking. They're sick. And I'm over there talking to a pharmacist uh, through the kiosk. It was like a Star Trek type deal. And um, and they said, okay, uh, uh, okay, you just wait, and it'll dispense the medicine. And sure enough, um, I, they're, they're the medicine, just kind of the, the little thing came open, and I reached in and got my medicine. And they were able to do it from an off-site pharmacy. Now, I know we do teledocs and all that stuff. I get it. But this is the first time I had been to a place where literally you used a kiosk to talk to an off-site pharmacist who could somehow beam you in some medicine. I mean, I, how in the world are they dispensing medicine from a different... <laughs> I don't get it. I don't even understand how it arrived, but you could hear it being packaged. You could hear the sound, and then the door opens, and I reach in and get my steroids. I mean, I don't even think that's how Bonds and, and McGuire did it back in the day. Okay, it's a joke, Aaron. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, well, you you, no, you okay. stole my joke. I was going to say you're the only guy that takes performance-enhancing <laughs> drugs to for a radio show. <laughs> on your second steroid cycle of the day, like and we can we can laugh at both <laughs> our jokes. You don't have to only, but no, I I uh, I think that's that's very strange. Uh, but I do I, every time. I mean, that's our business. We got to be able to talk. Some people are like Mosley. I wish you could. I wish you, we could have it a couple of days without you. Will you will you will not have Christmas Eve with me, and you will not have Christmas Day. So you're going to get a break. But uh, yesterday, Aaron, you'll recall, I had to kind of go down to that lower octave. I'm trying to kind of of talk like this so i wouldn't cough but today i've kind of the steroids are helping immensely and i got this thing going so i think i'm i think i'm in pretty good shape and i've taken just about everything in the house i could find mucus dm whatever that is kind of a very generic sometimes i like to get these generic forms you can save some money on it and uh that they compare it to all these other drugs but anyway I've, i'm all hopped up on a lot of different things and I think I'm going to be able to perform today. <laughs> How would you ever know if I wasn't hopped up on things, though? Right? I, was, I mean, that, it's like my my natural <laughs> my natural delivery sounds a little drug-addled. I'm afraid. Is that what you were about to say? Yeah, I was like, I, I don't notice a difference. <laughs> I'm still all over the place. I think what have we hit? What have we hit in this segment? Some Art Briles retrospective. Art Browns, Mucinex, my, steroids. My health, yeah. I forget what we started with, the weather. Did we start with the weather? I think we started with Christmas. Aaron, are you going to get some Christmas tunes going today and tomorrow? Can we get some? I mean, what do you think? You think we can get some Christmas music going? I'm kind of excited. I will tomorrow. Oh. I. And this isn't because I despise Christmas music, yeah. which I do, yeah. but I just. Uh, like. I had to record some other stuff for oh, tomorrow, no. so my time please, was kind of limited today. Please tell us about all your recordings. That's what <laughs> we really want to hear. Uh, it's Matt Mosley's show with Aaron Sexton. 
the greatest player perhaps in Mary Harden Baylor history, one of the greatest defenders in Division Three history, joins us next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies this evening with clouds increasing overnight and temperatures holding pretty steady tomorrow morning, right around 53 degrees. We'll start with clouds tomorrow, then clearing skies and 74 degrees and mostly sunny, very warm on Friday with a high of 82 degrees. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Baylor Basketball back in action in the Farrell Center Tuesday, December 28th, hosting Northwestern State, 7 p.m. tip-off, December 28th. Baylor Men's Basketball, all season long, here on the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions, ESPN Central Texas. The perfect gift for that special someone on your Christmas list can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They are your one stop for rustic furniture for both home and office, saddles for adults and children, gold and silver jewelry, cowhides for area rugs and decorations, and guns from brand names Smith & Wesson, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. Merry Christmas from Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. This is Richard Carr. We have shared many challenges together over the past year, but 2021 brought a new business challenge. Computer chip shortages have created long delays for new vehicles. We're told production is improving and cars are coming. At Richard Carr Motors, we have a list of vehicles already in production called our inbound vehicle list. These are vehicles that will be delivered first. Get your name on our inbound vehicle list and be first in line for your new GM car or truck. Thank you, Central Texas, for your continued support. Baylor football on ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Week 15 wrapped up in the NFL with the Seahawks losing to the Rams 20 to 10 and the Eagles beating Washington 27-17. Tampa Bay running back Leonard Fournette will likely miss the rest of the regular season, and the Bucks have signed Le'Veon Bell. 
Bowl season continues tonight from Fort Worth with the Armed Forces Bowl, Missouri versus Army, 7 o'clock kickoff on ESPN. The Michigan Wolverines in the college football playoff will go as a team and get their COVID-19 booster shots today. The awards keep coming in for UMHB after winning the national championship. Jefferson Fritz was named Small College Defensive Player of the Year by Dave Campbells. Center Jeffrey Sims was named to the offensive team, and K.J. Miller was named as a punt returner. All three were first-team All-Americans as well. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. Thanks to Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram. For what you do, love driving around that uh, Grand Cherokee Laredo. Here's a man who drives. He deserves something nice after that performance, uh, after winning another national championship. Mary Harden Baylor, Jefferson Fritz joins us. And uh, Jefferson, uh, congratulations. I uh, what, a, what an exciting time it must be to be a student. Did you guys, uh, I know COVID kind of slows some things down. Is there going to be a parade? Are y'all going to wait till afterwards? What's our what's the uh, what's the uh, parade in Belton? What's the talk on all that? Um, <laughs> we really haven't talked to Coach Fred much uh, since we left and uh, got back. Um, but they did have a little little walkthrough for us whenever we got back to the field house. Um, just a couple fans coming out there and uh, congratulating us on the on the big win that we had. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a really big win, and it was fun to watch. We were at the Deadfish Grill, and some of your classmates joined us out there to watch it. I was doing the show from out there, and then it started at six o'clock, and uh, and boy, y'all got that thing going. It was back and forth for a while, and then the second half. What do you feel like happened uh, in your from your angle in the second half? That uh, obviously y'all got some uh, takeaways that helped immensely. But what, what what allowed you to kind of put your foot down in that game and and uh, and run away with that thing? Um, I, I think in the first half we were just kind of feeling each other out, uh, just seeing what e- each side of the ball would do in special teams, um, just kind of going through the game, kind of playing uh, chess. And then I think in the second half we were like, okay, now it's time to turn it on. And uh, I think both sides of the ball really did that in the second half. And uh, we were a lot better on special teams, I will say. And we, we really just came together in the locker room, and, and we were talking, and we're like, hey, let's go let's go finish this thing out. Let's go win this thing. Well, I, uh, I, you, you did go win it. And, of course, you had another interception. Uh, I was trying to, to – I, I mean, it's hard to keep count with you, Jefferson. Uh, talking to Jefferson Fritz over from uh, Mary Harden Baylor, who uh, just had a starring role there and. uh how how interesting was it to to basically have like a spring type season and then turn around and play <laughs> right away? Was that uh, did you feel that in your body? I mean, you're a young guy, but I mean, was that a yeah. was that a tough turnaround or was that was that a was that a pretty strange thing to go through? Uh, yeah, it was. It, it was pretty strange for me because I'm I'm used to playing football. You know, when football season's supposed to be played, uh, like everybody else, I'd assume. Uh, though I think we had five games uh, in the spring, and uh, I think it actually helped our football team out a lot because we had we had a lot of young guys and 
and uh, just just trying to get them some playing time coming in. But um, yeah, it, it was definitely weird for a lot of us. Uh, just kind of our bodies didn't really know how to react to it, if you know what I mean. You're used to playing at a certain time, and uh, you don't have as much time to to get your body ready for the next season, and and you're just jumping right back into the season. Um, it was definitely definitely a challenge for us for everybody to stay healthy and uh, we had some guys banged up but but nothing too bad um, so so I think we really dealt with that as a team really well all right ta- uh, and by the way you were just named Dave Campbell's uh, small college this Dave Campbell's Texas football the uh, famous magazine named you small college uh, defensive player of the year and also this Galliardi um, trophy which is kind of the Heisman trophy for Division three. Uh, you were a finalist for that, and uh, pretty amazing stuff, uh, Jefferson. All the uh, I know you're more of a team guy, but these awards, uh, how cool is that to to keep uh, to for those things to keep rolling in? Uh, it's definitely just a blessing, uh, just to be at the top of where I am. Um, I just I just thank Coach Harmon and all the coaches for helping me out on anything uh, that I ever needed whether it was school or just football or, or just out out here in Kaufman, Texas. Uh, if I ever need anything, I could always ask them for help. But uh, I'm just truly blessed with, with uh, what God has given me. And uh, I think I think I've been trying to take advantage of that and just, just do it through him. And and uh, it's, it's really just an honor to be defensive player of the year for Dave Campbell and, and a finalist for the Gagliardi. I mean, I, I, there really are no words to describe how much uh, that that really means to me. Well, I jumped on your bandwagon a while back, and I'm glad to finally get you on. Uh, I don't want you to think I'm just a complete bandwagoner because I heard about you <laughs> a couple of years ago, but we are from the same uh, hometown. You mentioned Kaufman, Texas, and what a – you might have had like Mrs. Mosley, my mom, at some point in school or probably knew of her uh, back in the day. What a what a great program! What a great uh, I'm partial to it, but what a great hometown! And I would imagine uh, so. You played for Jeremy Burleson, is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. What was that? Uh, what was that experience like? What was uh, uh, growing up in Kaufman and then getting to play for Coach Burleson? How did that shape uh, who you were as a football player? Um. So actually, my freshman year coming in uh, high school, it was a uh, Todd York. Um, okay. and he was, he was really a big influence on my life. I will say, uh, he was the first, you know, high school coach I had. And, uh, he really taught me just the discipline of the game and, and how really small the little details matter, uh, to be a really good football team. And then, uh, that next year, uh, coach Burleson and, uh, coach Barker came in and coach Barker was actually the head coach there, uh, the first year. And then the the next two it was uh, Coach Burleson, but uh, what they did with me was just really be a team player. Um, it, it's not football is not a one man game. It never will be, uh, no matter how good you are. Uh, there's always 11 people on offense, 11 people on defense, and you got to play as a team to win. And I think that's really the biggest thing that I got from high school going into college was, okay, do your part. Uh, do what they ask you to and do it to the best of your ability. And I'll say that that's what kind of translated to college, and, and that's what got me here so far. 
I don't know if you, I guarantee you, you were one of the Kaufman captains. I was asked to be the honorary, uh, uh, you know, the do the coin flip. Maybe you're either junior or senior year or whatever. So I, all okay, I remember so about sure. that is they, they gave me a uh, Kaufman, like a, a golf shirt to put on, thinking, okay, you know, get, and it was a little, uh, at the time, uh, Jefferson, I may have been hitting the uh, the hamburgers a little too hard. And I remember <laughs> that shirt, yeah, I'm trying to, trying to stretch that thing out before I went out there to uh, be a part of that uh, (laughs) uh, pregame. But, uh, yeah, well, it's it's really fun to to see all this thing. Now, tell me, walk me through how how did you um, hear about uh, Coach Fredenberg? Um, What was the first contact you had with Mary Harden Baylor? Did you think about any other schools or did Mary Harden Baylor, did you did did they kind of get on your radar pretty pretty early in the process? Um, so in high school, my junior and senior year, I broke my foot twice in the same place. Um, so I, I went through that both seasons and nobody really was looking at me at all. And then I think in the spring, ETBU was the first school to come look at me. And I went down there, saw their facilities and everything. And my cousin, Chris Brent, I don't know if you ever heard of him, but he went, to Kaufman and he went uh, to UMHB and he played there and he's like hey I want you to go check out this school that I went to I was like okay yeah cool D3 you know you know everybody in high school wants to go D1 nobody wants to go D3 I mean that's just the real answer Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm like okay I'll go check this place out and so I go down there I'm like wow you know this is this is a D3 facility like okay cool (laughs) <laughs> you know, so we come back, and uh, Coach Harmon, he comes and visits me. And actually, at Kaufman, I played receiver, and I wanted to go to UMHB to play receiver. But Coach Harmon came and scouted me. So he was like, so what do you like doing more? Do you like defense or offense? I was like, well, I like scoring, so I like offense. So I thought I was going down there to play receiver. And I get down there, and I'm a I'm a safety <laughs> So that's really that's really kind of the whole story of how how I heard of UMHB really through my cousin, and he really kind of uh, hooked me and Coach Harmon and Coach Fred up, um, which I am extremely blessed that he did because I have no idea where I'd be today without it. So, yeah, I started when I said that one season you had like twelve interceptions, and I was thinking. Can we get you in the transfer portal? Get you up there to, to <laughs> Baylor, <laughs> where I went to school. Yeah, uh, you I, were. I definitely <laughs> thought about it. <laughs> you were on a roll. How I, I bet that uh, wide receiver uh, thing really helped, though. Uh, led to a lot of these interceptions, kind of like uh, Diggs does for the Cowboys. Every ball yeah. up in the air, you're like, okay, that's my ball. And and a lot of times, you know, players on that side of the ball don't have great hands. And yeah. you obviously had developed uh, ability to catch those balls. Now, off the top of your head, can you can you tell me uh, how many interceptions you fi- you finished with in your career? I believe it's twenty five. <laughs> wow! I believe. Twenty. <laughs> wow. So that's that's interesting because, like you say, the injuries probably kept your your interception numbers down in high school. So you go off to college and you finish with 25. Yeah, I, I might've had like four or five because <laughs> I played mostly <laughs> offense. So I, I really didn't play a lot of defense. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm told that uh, talking to Jefferson Fritz, who just won all these awards uh, 
uh, playing safety at Mary Hardin Baylor. Just won a national title. But I'm told that some of your uh, your buddies, it may have been your roommates, uh, Jacob uh, Mueller, Micah Hackett, and, uh, and let's see who else, maybe Keith Gibson was in that mix, that you all had a uh, pretty strong competition with each other. Uh, was that to, to get the most interceptions, or what What were you all competing uh, about, uh, those guys that uh, obviously you were good buddies with? Um, so, so each week, uh, UMHB gives out, uh, on Sundays after the game, they give out game balls. And so it was me and Micah on a team, and then it was uh, Jacob and Keith on a team. And we go through the year. We've done this for two years, I believe. And we go through the year, and we see who gets the most defensive and special teams game ball. None of us play offense, so we can't get those. Um, but we, we go throughout the year. We kind of have our own little competition within within us four. Um, and we, we just kind of – we like we like kind of hazing each other, you know, just saying that we got the game ball that week and, you know, we're better than each other, like all this stuff. Just kind of a little fun during the year. Uh, but, yeah, that that's really it. We love competing against each other, and, and it made us better um, throughout the years. All right. Who, what was the final total, by the way, between uh, you and Micah against Jacob and Keith? Uh, I think we decided on – the the plane ride home that, that me and Micah won just because he, he had a very, very good game in the national championship game. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think we disagree that we won. <laughs> what was your, uh, what, what's your go-to uh, restaurant in uh, Kaufman? Not that we had a lot of choices. Now you're too young to remember mm-hmm. the feed store. That was a great restaurant, but, uh, but you're, your folks would remember it, perhaps, but you you would not yeah. remember the feed store. Uh, what what's your go to place there in town? Uh, definitely La Padera. I like I like me some some uh, Mexican food. Uh, really like the fajitas. Really good. So that that's probably my go to. I always have it as soon as I get back in the Kaufman. Yeah. But yeah. There's uh there's La Padera, which I like a lot, and then there's a place mm-hmm. my my parents refer to as like the Blue House or something. Oh, like, I'm yeah, sure it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good place, too. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it has a name, but they just refer to it as the Blue House. But uh, but anyway, well, listen, it was uh, fun getting to visit with you. Glad to do it. And uh, what, are your, what are your plans now? Um, I mean, you just played back-to-back seasons. Um, what, what did you major in there at Mary Harden Baylor, and what are you, uh, you kind of thinking about the next steps? Uh, I majored in sports management, but uh, I'm a I'm – a, try this football thing out so we're gonna we're gonna start training which i already have uh started monday and uh start training and and try and get to some some uh combines and kind of run fast and do some drills and, and hopefully a team picks me up and uh that's really the plan right now and uh just gonna work hard and if that don't work out then kind of wing it from there yeah, I mean, if you need more weight, you've heard some of those stories at those combines. People actually sneak like rocks in their pants or something to, uh, to give them <laughs> a little more weight. What do, what are your measurables? What are you measuring out? At, what's your height and weight? Uh, I think I'm five ten, two oh five right now. Okay, let's call it five eleven, two ten. I'll uh. I'll start. Uh, I'll start passing along some of these numbers out there. But uh, well, that'll be fun. I mean, I you know I wouldn't put it past you to uh, catch on somewhere 
Uh, I mean, you've gotten this far. Might as well just keep rolling. 25 yes, career interceptions. Well, tell everybody hi in Kaufman. I'll be headed there Christmas Eve. I'll be out there on Climbing Tree Lane uh, right outside okay. over there by the Church of Christ. It's funny. Yeah. You know, the, the great players from Kaufman for a while were going to Abilene Christian. And I think I think there yeah. was somebody over there, maybe Gary Dippery, that was sending people out there. And John Hooper was a great player. Hurley Miller was a guy like a little bit older than I was who was an unbelievable tight end. And then James Henderson, who you may have met at some point in Kaufman, uh-huh. was a he was unbelievable at pass rusher and that kind of guy. So anyway, uh, but you may start the new trend in, in, with Mary Harden Baylor. We'll see. But, uh, I hope good. so. Yeah, well, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, great to uh, great to visit with you, and congratulations on all your success and and uh, winning that national title, and and uh, let us know when the parade is. I'd like to kind of show up and and uh, and and watch all that. Okay, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will indeed. All right, there he goes, uh, Jefferson Fritz, joining us, the uh, defensive small college player of the year according to Dave Campbell's Texas football and a finalist for the best player in all of division three which is just unbelievable because a lot of times uh, offensive guys get all the attention but uh, Jefferson had such a remarkable uh, season that they they he continues to be up for these things all right it is time for something we call campus confidential that's next this is dallas cowboys football 2021 fourth and two back to throw rush shot by parson only heard here the ball fumbled out recovered by dallas Dorrance armstrong all season dances in that will be a dallas touchdown sunday night it's your cowboys and the washington football team live from at&t stadium on this dallas cowboys radio network station Don't miss the Cowboys in Washington, Sunday at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Tis the season to give, and it's okay to get. Get holiday gift cards from La Fiesta, We Cool Tacos, and Village Pizzeria. Purchase $50 in gift cards and get $10 free for yourself or for someone else. And don't forget, it's tamale time. Choose from delicious pork or chicken tamales. Order yours online at LaFiesta.com. Merry Christmas from your friends at La Fiesta. If you're an employer and you want to win the competition for good employees, you need the right package of benefits. You know, one of the biggest things that employers have to be mindful of is attracting talent. Hurley Benefit Services President Michael Hurley. And today we all know that uh, talent is harder to find and harder to keep than ever before. And there are studies out there that show that employees have actually left one employer for another, not because they pay better, but because their benefit package was more beneficial. And that's where we come in to help, is to make that benefit package affordable, valuable, and to attract and retain the talent that you have. And I really have been able to help people. Hurley Benefit Services stands alone in the industry in offering unique, cost-saving health coverage for employers and their employees. Set a no-cost, no-obligation appointment with Hurley Benefit Services to find out more. Hurley Benefit Services is locally owned, and they're online at HurleyBenefitServices.com. H-U-R-L-E-Y, BenefitServices.com. 
Since 2009, Dr. Philip Myatt in Waco Heart and Vascular has specialized in the treatment of diseases and disorders that affect the heart and its associated blood vessels. The doctors and staff at Waco Heart and Vascular are committed to giving Central Texans quality care in a timely and compassionate manner, treating patients the same way they would treat a member of their own family. They carefully explain treatment options to patients so they understand and trust the prescribed course of care. They come to you in your hometown so you can see them locally. Waco Heart and Vascular, 254-235-WELL. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. I'm Joe Kaleo. At Kaleo Wealth Management Group, we believe a sound financial plan always starts by developing a good relationship with each client. We'd like the opportunity to build a relationship with you and help begin charting your path toward your financial goals. Dream big. We'll listen. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Week 15 wrapped up in the NFL with the Seahawks losing to the Rams 20 to 10 and the Eagles beating Washington 27-17. Tampa Bay running back Leonard Fournette will likely miss the rest of the regular season, and the Bucks have signed Le'Veon Bell. Bowl season continues tonight from Fort Worth with the Armed Forces Bowl, Missouri versus Army, 7 o'clock kickoff on ESPN. The Michigan Wolverines in the college football playoff will go as a team and get their COVID-19 booster shots today. The awards keep coming in for UMHB after winning the national championship. Jefferson Fritz was named Small College Defensive Player of the Year by Dave Campbells. Center Jeffrey Sims was named to the offensive team. And K.J. Miller was named as a punt returner. All three were first-team All-Americans as well. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. It is time for Campus Confidential. A lot of fun to have Jefferson Fritz on the uh, small college. Defensive Player of the Year, Mary Harden Baylor, 25 career interceptions. Aaron, I kind of like that, that he's just going to – he said, I think he might give this football thing a try. (laughs) Why not? Why not? He seems Um, to be pretty good at it. Yeah, I could tell watching him that he was, you know, not the tallest guy in the world, but, you know, I don't know, man. He's just crazy productive. You you just never know what he – he could turn into like a special teams ace or something. But uh, 5'10", 205 pounds – and, uh, whoa, I mean, he get, he can get it done. And um, who knows what would happen if he hadn't been injured in high school. But he goes there, and good for him for not trying to leave. He stayed at Mary Harden Baylor and just flat out became a superstar. So that was a lot of fun. Okay, he's also from Kaufman, Texas. If I, I don't know if I brought that up, Aaron. Okay, it is time for Aaron Sexton to take over campus, confidential. Aaron, what do you have on the agenda for us today? Well, Matt, it's unlikely, but we could have a college football national champion without a college football national championship game. A new college football playoff policy written this week in response to the surging Omicron variant allows for a team to advance to the national championship and ultimately win it by its opponents having to forfeit, according to an updated set of COVID-19 policies the CFP released today. The changes were made by the CFP's management committees during a video conference yesterday. 
They also provide flexibility for the June 10th National Championship game in Indianapolis to be pushed back no later than January 14th. But if one of the teams in the semifinals is unable to play because of COVID, the other team would advance to the finals by forfeit. And if it got to the National Championship and one team, even if they pushed it back to uh, January 14th, was not able to play, the other team would win the National Championship by forfeit. Let's hope it doesn't get to that. Can you imagine paying billions of dollars for all this? The, the, all the bowls and the college football playoff, the semifinal that ESPN pays, and, and you don't get a game? Like, would they be able to say, yeah, we're not, we need a little money back here. We need a little of this money back. I mean, I don't know what the situation would be, but, I mean, think about that. You pay an enormous amount of money for these TV rights, and then you don't get a game. The other thing that comes to mind is this Omicron, fortunately, seems to be uh, a lighter. I mean, I'm not saying it can't, you know, to certain people or maybe certain ages could be dangerous. But I don't know. From everything I'm hearing, it's not, you know, knocking people down quite like the original strain of COVID-19. And the other thing is, why don't they try to do like the NFL and let the vaccinated kids you know, like have a chance to get back quicker. I mean, to put everybody in a whatever, 10 to 15-day pause, even if you've got no symptoms, I think you ought to give the vaccinated players a chance to get back a lot quicker. And right now I think it's still the old rules where if you test positive for it, you're out the same amount that an that a unvaccinated uh, player. I mean, <coughs> you – oh, here comes my cough. You try to convince all these people to uh, to do this and to get vaccinated, and now they're con- trying to convince them to get boosters, and yet you're going to treat them exactly like the people who are unvaccinated? It's, it doesn't make sense. So I don't know. I'm getting a little bit of rumblings that I, I wonder if what they've decided with the semifinal game could happen between the Big 12 and SEC on this uh, Sugar Bowl. Not to postpone it, not uh, it's just to have the have the teams come in later. Now you know Aaron, I'm I'm rolling in there on Wednesday. I'm all excited and going to attend all the uh, media availability and see what I can dig up. But if the they could they could actually give the teams the option of coming in you know, on like the 30th or the 31st instead of getting in there as early as you normally would for a bowl game. It really stinks for everyone, the hotels, the the players, the coaches, you know, all the fun that comes with going to a bowl game, attending all the dinners, all the, all the really cool stuff that happens. But that would not surprise me, okay? So I'm not trying to break news. I'm just saying it only makes sense that if – the semifinals, which are taking place on, what, the 1st, Aaron? Um, or is it January 2nd? January 1st, I guess. If, if if those games, if they're telling those teams they can come in a lot later than usual, why wouldn't the Sugar Bowl people do the same thing? You know, and, and I think the Big 12 and the SEC, which obviously have some say in that, would be already having those conversations. Yeah. Now, I didn't 
finish what I was trying to say earlier today, uh, Stephen, because, of course, I was going all over. The, I'm calling you Stephen. Uh, Aaron, I was going all over the, the, the map. We do have Mac Rhodes on tomorrow at 5 o'clock. So we'll ask him all these questions and see if he can shed some light. Now, uh, we're going to talk a lot about the new um, facility, the pavilion, you know, Paul, uh, uh, and Alejandra Foster, uh, that, uh, that basketball pavilion. As you heard, as, as we talked about in the news broke, uh, I guess Friday, it happened, Friday or Saturday, maybe Saturday's paper, because uh, uh, the, uh, the Waco Trib had an exclusive. They gave the Waco Trib an exclusive. Why don't you give it to the Mosley Show? The Mosley Show should have had that exclusive. Anyway, they gave it to the Waco Trib, and the Waco Trib published what amounted to like a press release with all the different bells and whistles of the, uh, of the, of the deal. And um, it's just fine. But uh, I, I, it is exciting. I've seen the mock-ups and the drawings. And, man, that side that where you see the water, the Brazos, and, and, and kind of leading up to, I mean, it, w- it would be two facilities now that are hard by the Brazos River. And they both, you know, McLean looks gorgeous. The mock-ups of this thing are awesome. You know, I know people are trying to say, well, why are they going fewer people? Well, I mean, we're not the only school doing that. It's to make it more of a home court advantage, uh, to pack the house as much as possible. They'll have 500 standing room only seats, so it'll be about 7,500 available. But it's just going to be a better environment. I mean, it'll be gorgeous. I mean, they could have tried to renovate the Ferrell Center, I guess. But for whatever reason, they decided to go with the, the new they thought it would be better to go with the, the brand-new facility. I think this thing's going to be gorgeous, and it's going to be downtown. Now, people say, well, wait, what are you talking about? Well, I think over there kind of, if you know where that Clifton-Robinson Tower is, um, I think that's kind of where they're thinking over there, um, and, and we'll see. I mean, you're going to have some views of the river. I mean, the whole thing's going to look gorgeous. But we'll have Mac on to talk about it. Um, obviously, Kim Mulkey made it very clear that she wanted it on campus and did not want it over there. I think a lot of people are saying, well, it's pretty much on campus. I think that's, I think that's somewhat true. I mean, it's, it's right across 35. I mean, I, and I think they're going to do some really nice river walk, kind of redo a lot of the river walk and all that, and, and make the walk over really safe and nice. So, I don't really have a huge problem with people saying it's an extension of the campus because it will be, but it'll also be an extension over to downtown Waco. There's supposed to be a lot of development. Now, I'm always a little leery because I've seen places come in and the development never happens. I mean, we got all excited years ago about the Rangers' new ballpark about the time I was getting ready to finish college. And, uh, I don't know, 94, whatever that came in. And there was supposed to be huge development around that. It never happened. So, I mean, I think it will. I mean, they're already hearing from developers and talking to developers, and I hope it's wonderful. I'm just saying that stuff doesn't always like, oh, we, we're expecting huge development in downtown. Eh, it takes a little while. I mean, I really hope it does. And it seems like there are already kind of commitments coming forward. I'm just saying it's not as easy as just snapping your fingers and like, all right, here's all the developers. Um, but I think Baylor and, and the city of Waco are already reaching out to those folks. I also reached out to the mayor's office today, To uh, and the mayor 
may be uh, Mayor Meek uh, may be joining us here in the next couple of days to uh, visit with us as well. So we'll see how that all goes. But again, uh, Mac Rhodes will be on with us tomorrow at uh, five o'clock, and we'll talk a lot about this. All right, Aaron, what else is on your plate, sir? We will talk about this in more detail with Travis Brown from the uh, Bryan College Station Eagle, but Texas A&M, that's coming up next segment, but Texas A&M will not participate in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl because of COVID-19 issues and season-ending injuries within the program, leaving Wake Forest without an opponent as officials try to find a replacement team. They announced today, Texas A&M coach Jimbo Fisher said, it's unfortunate, but we just don't have enough scholarship players available to field a team. The game is scheduled for December 31st in Jacksonville, Florida. The number 25 Aggies were scheduled to travel there on Sunday to take on Wake Forest. There have already been numerous teams that have volunteered to play, including Illinois and Rutgers, who both finished 5-7 and seven on the year, so they barely missed out on bowl eligibility. And there's been a couple of teams, including Marshall, who have already played their bowl game and said they would be willing to play another game if – uh, if the Gator Bowl wanted them to play, their uh, their head coach basically tweeted out earlier, uh, Charles Huff, someone said one more game with three question marks. So uh, there is uh, there's some optimism that they may be able to find another team to play Texas A&M after they had to pull out of the Gator Bowl. What about BYU? I thought I saw, I saw some people saying because they got beat by UAB. Although maybe UAB's the hotter team right now. That's not far away. Where do they, the Gator Bowl, is that in, um, that's obviously got to be in Florida. Jacksonville. Orlando, yeah. Jacksonville. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, they play that thing in Jacksonville. What in the world would, why wouldn't UAB just, I mean, they, my gosh, that's basically in Alabama. Um, I just, I just send UAB, they just beat BYU. And if they don't want to play, maybe BYU would. I, th- I saw somebody have something funny on Twitter, Aaron, that uh, they said it's kind of ironic that the whole, I think the way they phrased it was the whole ethos of Texas A&M is literally like bringing students in out of the stands to play and A&M can't find enough players to play in this game. The whole thing is the 12th man. I mean, you, you think you just open it up for tryouts on campus, get some people out there, some good athletes walking around that Aggie campus. You know what I think this is? Is, I don't think they have any quarterbacks. That's, I mean, they could say, we you know, we just don't have enough players. Maybe some of that's true. But I, who do they have left? They just had a kid transfer in from LSU, but he's not ready to play yet. I don't think. I don't think they can put him in yet. I don't even think it's, like, allowed. You can't transfer in right after you've played at LSU all year and then go play for another team. I don't think you can do that. And the other guy transferred, Calzada. Uh, I, I, the other guy's probably still hurt. He's not ready to play yet. Haynes King. I don't think A&M has anybody to play quarterback. I had that conversation earlier in the building with someone. I was, I said the exact same thing. I was like, look, I'm not dismissing, the, the, you know, the number of COVID cases. And they had a couple of uh, players declare for the NFL draft. But the biggest thing is they don't have a quarterback. They were going to have to play a walk-on. At quarterback, if they would have played that game, so they have opted not to. Uh, one more thing, real quick: um, Ohio State, former Ohio State cornerback Ryan Watts, who's entered the transfer portal, 
according to Orange Bloods and your good friend, Chip Brown. Um, yeah. yeah. He has a top two, and it is Texas and Baylor. Now, we knew that Baylor would be heavy into the transfer portal as they were last year. Uh, I believe they ended up with, what, five starters out of the transfer portal, and it worked out great, so you figured that they would do that again this year. They are apparently down uh, uh, one of the two teams that the uh, former Ohio State defensive back, 6'3", 205 pounds, Ryan Watts, is considering as he uh, has entered the transfer portal and is deciding on a school. But it'd be a big get for Baylor if they could. Bring him in. I mean, I like that. That 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 guy was an enormous recruit, and um, I. But he's but you're saying he's transferring in from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. He was he red he was a redshirt freshman. Yeah, yeah. It's just interesting. The reason I was thinking uh, saying it like that is because there was somebody there was some huge big time defensive back recently that maybe he wanted to go somewhere. And it thought about Ohio State, and for whatever reason, they said they they said, well, you know what, we kind of like the crew we have, and we're just not going to pursue that. Obviously, not this guy because he's coming from Ohio State, but I mean that'll be interesting to see if he follows the great Quinn Ewers to Texas, or if he takes his talents to Baylor, where they've got a Thorpe Award finalist, an All American at safety. I think they've had you know Boogie Barnes. And Raleigh Tejada have been good cornerbacks. Christian Morgan, J.T. Woods. I mean, the Bears have had some tremendous play at defensive back. So I uh, I would be all for it. Bring him right on in. That was a good way to end there, Aaron. Nice job. And uh, next we talk to, we go to College Station to find out more on why the Aggies can't play this bowl game. Come on, Ags. That's next. This is ESPN Central Texas. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Randy and Dennis, real customers who decided to give Good Feet arch supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. In the morning, it felt like I was standing on marbles on my heel. Working at an amusement park and being on my feet all day long. Extreme pain every day. Trying so many different things over the counter, none of it worked. When I went into the Good Feet store, the fitting was all about me. She brought out these two little art supports, tried them on, walked around the store with them, and immediately felt better. It's amazing. Your day becomes better and the sun shines. You know, it's a good life. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit art supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. 
Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Camille Johnson Realtors congratulates the Big 12 Conference football champion Baylor Bears. Camille is a proud Baylor University graduate and is a longtime supporter of her community and all the Baylor Bear athletic programs. For over 36 years, Camille has been in the real estate world and she started her own company, Camille Johnson Realtors, six years ago. Her group of 29 real estate agents are all successful, smart, and experienced, and they have helped hundreds of satisfied Central Texas buyers and sellers. Learn more at CamilleJohnson.com and go Bears! Yes. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Well, it's that time again, the most wonderful time of the year. And just like most of us, the Foundation Doctors thinking about home and family. Hey, Dad. Hi, Jay. What you working on? I'm building a gingerbread house. That's cool. Why's the door so crooked? And why is your chimney leaning like that? I guess my house needs the Foundation Doctor. <laughs> You're such a goofy kid. Is your house starting to look like a Pinterest project gone wrong? Are you worried about the jolly old fat man making it down your crooked chimney? Then you need to call the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. From all of us at the Foundation Doctor, we wish you the merriest of Christmases and a very blessed New Year. The Foundation Doctors, just like old Santa Claus, just like old Santa, we make house calls. (laughs) So if you're like me and still have some last-minute shopping to do, you need to check out Kohl's. I got my husband the green Fitbit Versa 3 for $169.99, found some great toys for 50% off, and got silver jewelry my mom is going to love for just $17.59. I even saved an extra 20% and got Kohl's cash. So I guess you could say I got everything just in the nick of time. Get it? Select styles. In December 24th. Price valid on green Fitbit first century only. Toys and Fitbit. Coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store calls for details. Taco Bell presents a breakfast bedtime story. Go to sleep, my friend. Close your eyes and dream. Stop watching this guy play video games on stream. And you over there binging that show. If you go to sleep, you can wake up to a toasted breakfast burrito. Taco Bell has breakfast, and this is your warning. You can't try it if you sleep in tomorrow morning. I know bedtime's lame, but just think, when you awaken, you'll get a Taco Bell toasted breakfast burrito with cheese, eggs, and bacon. Participating Taco Bell locations near you during breakfast hours only. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Wednesday, we're two days away from Christmas Eve, and then it's Christmas. And a lot of excitement and lots of uh, last-minute shopping going on if you're driving around doing that. Uh, you know, always uh, soaps make a, make a good um, – uh, that's, that's a good gift. Uh, candles, that's nice. We're fortunate to have uh, some, uh, some good candle shops around here. We now go to a man from Lake Highlands, Texas, who's gone on to cover the ags. He thought he was going to be covering – the Gator Bowl, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, 
and now his plans have changed. Uh, Travis Brown joining us. Um, Travis, are you? Uh, have you gotten your uh, your refund yet, or how's that how's that working out? Are you just going to go out there and cover whatever game occurs out there at the uh, in Jacksonville? Yeah, you know, I think I think the fiance is a little bit happy that she'll have me back for uh, for New Year's Eve this year. So I think I'll be uh, be staying put. But you know, we you mentioned we we are about to hit the road to go back to good old Lake Highlands here in a few minutes. So. Christmas break is upon us, and I thought my Christmas break would be a, a start a little earlier today, but, uh, you know, they just had to drop some great uh, COVID Gator Bowl withdrawal news today. So that, that's always fun on your first day of, of Christmas vacation. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I was, I was hinting at that White Rock uh, Soap Gallery. It's not a bad right – over there at Ferndale and uh, – what is that? Ferndale and Northwest Highway. Give it a look. Give it a look if you need some stocking stuffers or something like that, Travis. Uh, now – to the task at hand, though, uh, you get this news. I mean, you know, there's always it's just it's just too bad that this is happening. It's another surge. The Omicron is upon us. But from what I, I mean, the Omicron, Omicron does not, thank goodness, does not seem to be as aggressive. And we're talking about college age athletes who, for the most part, again, thank goodness, are just having some sniffles and things like that. I, I cannot believe you have to call off a game. Let me ask you this. If they had the NFL's policy where vaccinated players can don't have to wait 10 days, like literally if they can just put a couple of tests together and get going again, would A&M be able to play in this game perhaps? I, I don't think so. I, I think the other thing that's factoring that this isn't as necessarily as much. I mean, I think what tipped them over the edge was the, the COVID positives and the contact tracing. And, and, and whatnot, but they were already down a lot of players due to injury and then uh, several players due to opt-outs. So the, the numbers that I've heard is uh, that, that they were just over um, 38 scholarship position players and uh, 13 available scholarship players on defense um, because of all of this. And so, you know, I, 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 I haven't heard this from anybody, but, you know, they, they, they are, they're missing a lot of really key players, whether it be to opt out in an NFL draft or to be to injury, season-ending injury. I mean, they're going to be starting um, a, a, a walk-on quarterback in Blake Bost because that Calzada transferred out and um, Hank King isn't back to 100% from that broken leg he suffered early in the season. Of course, they can't play Connor Wegman yet, uh, the, the 2022 signee. And um, uh, Max Johnson just uh, the LSU a uh, player just transferred in and hasn't hasn't have it. They don't really they don't really have a quarterback uh, in this game. I, I don't think it's necess- they're, they're they're necessarily too sad. At least the coaching staff about maybe getting to to, to pass on this one because it, it probably was going to be a little bit ugly for the Aggies. Yeah, I hear you. And um, I mean, this season was uh, basically uh, you know you get you you win one big game. And everybody's pretty excited. I, I think in the whole scheme of things, it was a down. You know, the, the Aggies did not meet expectations. Of course, they had to go to a second-string quarterback and all that. You brought up the quarterback thing. I'm fascinated. Uh, uh, Wegman or Wegman, however you said it, uh, I'll learn to, to say it properly. Did um, is the I mean, what what does it look like going into next season? Is the thought that Haynes King? We'll be back that, like you said, the transfer from LSU, Max Johnson comes in. Do you think it'll be a pretty healthy 
competition, um, and, and how do you think the Aggies feel overall about the quarterback situation? Situation, maybe not right now, but I'm talking about heading into you know spring football and into the fall. Yeah, the way you put it was exactly the way that I was thinking about it. It's, it's going to be a healthy quarterback battle once again. I think that probably Haynes King has a little bit of the edge. He's been in the system. He knows the program. He knows the playbook. But Connor Wigman is, a uh, by by all accounts, by, by most recruiting services, a five-star uh, quarterback coming in who is going to uh, early enroll. So he'll be here for, for spring ball and, and get, a, get a good look at things from close up there. And then uh, uh, Max Johnson from LSU, his brother was a part of that 20, uh, 20 signing class, the best tight end in the country. Uh, and uh, so he'll get to come back and play with his brother. I mean, he, he, he wasn't necessarily just a, a world shaker for the Tigers, but he did beat A&M there in that final game on a, on a last-minute touchdown drive uh, to, to, to win it. So I think it's going to be a, a definitely a healthy quarterback battle, and, and I think that uh, for, for a – program that quarterback seems like a little bit of a position group of concern um, after, you know, with only really two scholarship quarterbacks and after Haynes King got hurt, it, it's back to being in a pretty healthy spot uh, going into 2022. Uh, and I think that it'll be uh, interesting to see who, who comes out of that. Uh, I, I think that Jimbo's a guy who does like to kind of go with the guy he's, his mind's made up on. So you'd think Hayden King is the uh, front runner there, but he had a lot of good things to say about Connor Wegman and said that he was his guy. You know, there was some conversations in there that when uh, 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 the Ewers kid was was transferring in, that the, the mullet man was transferring in from from Ohio State, <laughs> that A and M might be in the mix to try to get him. And Jimbo basically kind of, uh, if you read between the lines, was saying he, he never really was interested in that because Connor Wigman was his man and was going to be his guy in that class. Yeah, I, you know, I'll tell you what I've heard on that, and, and I wondered if this was just Aggie spin, but some of my Aggie buddies uh, insist that that he wanted to come there at one point, and, and, and it goes with what you just said, and maybe the Ags said, nah, that's just, I, you know, I think we're, we're okay here. And I don't know if that had to do yeah. more with their situation or that kid already transferring after one – semester or whatever two semesters at Ohio State who knows but uh that's kind of the that's kind of the feeling I've been getting on that front I I haven't heard anything directly that I can feel confident reporting on that that he was interested in in coming to A&M but I, I mean Jimbo was it was one of those statements that he made that that when when someone just asked him generally like hey tell us about uh uh, uh Connor Wegman he made a point in there to say that Wegman was what is my guy. He has been my guy. And he's always going to be my guy. And I wasn't interested in looking anywhere else because Wegman is my guy. And I think he's the best quarterback out there, a part of his class. So you got to think that that was a little bit of a veiled um, inference at, at any idea that A&M or, or Jimbo Fisher might've been interested or, or, or the other way around that, that there could have been any um, idea that, that, that Quinn years could have come to A&M. He, he was, 100% cashed in on, on, on Wegman. Travis Brown, uh, whose uh, holiday ch- plans have just changed, thought he was going to be ringing in the new year right out there in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. It's not going to happen now. He'll be able to stay. When are these nuptials? When is this uh, When is this wedding? You keep referring to this fiance. would love to meet her at some point. When will this happen? Have you all uh, set a date? Yes. Well, it's, we're, we're late July. You know, you got to – factor in baseball season you got to factor in fall camp 
and you got to factor in SEC media days, and that left pretty much <laughs> the last couple weekends in July. So we're looking there in, into July area. Maybe maybe honeymoon will let me get to miss out on a few weeks of fall camp because nobody, let's be real, nobody really likes covering fall camp. So uh, uh, just get right back there in time for for gearing up. Last couple weeks of camp, getting into season, it'll be it'll be uh, it'll be great. That'll be that'll be nice and uh, very. That's very exciting. Now let me ask you this, Travis: Does the uh, have have the Aggies been? I mean, it, it is funny that they go eight and four, and it feels because of what just happened the other day with the early signing period. They're they're now ranked by most places as the number one recruiting class in the country. This feels like the year of the Aggie, despite them not really having that great of a season, other than one huge <laughs> win. Um, is will there be? Are there any plans for a parade uh, in College Station to celebrate this recruiting class? Uh, you know, I'm going to think as as much as as everyone would love for for. for the Aggies to do that with I know there's been lots of uh, talk in years past of like conference championship years appearing on walls and and things like that I don't necessarily think that they're going to be uh, uh, doing any ticker tape parades or uh, you know big rallies at Reed Arena for for the signing class I think that they'll uh, probably venture to say that they're going to let these guys uh, prove that on the field but that's you know between when you talk about the rivalry between A&M and Texas over the last decade, it hasn't been on the field. So, you know, you might as well just go ahead and, and throw a rager for, for the, uh, the, the the signing class because that's that's what's really mattered up until the next couple of years when, when OU and Texas do come in the SEC and we can actually uh, see see what happens there. Who who was that player that uh, you were kind of he, – he didn't quite sign as quickly as you thought. I think he did end up signing – the wide receivers at Evan Stewart. Does that sound right? Evan Stewart. Uh-huh. Okay. He was. It, uh, it, he's at from North Shore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he he's it, the it kid that from, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he. Uh, I, I think he was one of those ones. He 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 signed. He went ahead and sent his thing in, but he wanted to wait to announce until after uh, they play in in their state title game, um, and so. Uh, it was just one of those deals where he he wanted to kind of have his own little personal parade after they they took state up there at AT and T stadiums. So Love that it. seems to yeah. be kind of what was the indication there. Okay, that's good uh, because the indication from my end where the Longhorns had had other people had entered the waters and uh, perhaps were trying to throw together some NIL deals at the last second to get that young man. Uh, down to their part of the world, but uh, but anyway, Ags held them off, and the uh, and the Aggies finished number one. Now, Travis, a real important question as we uh, as we let you go. Although I'm sure our Aggies are like Mosley, ask more questions about the. Uh, by the way, I, I will ask this: Did as far as position groups, A and M for many many years known for great defensive linemen and linebackers. Where would you say, out of this great class, they got the best? That or they, you know, they they did the most work, and 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 the the position that uh, that you really feel like they did the they did the best in. I mean, they got two five-star defensive linemen, so you got to think that that is the thing, especially with Walter Nolan, who's the number was the number two uh, player in the entire class this year uh it's not behind the kid that went to jackson state um and so you, you, i mean you got 
to say that that's one of their. The one that intrigues me the most is the tight end position group because they took three, and they took three before uh, you know Jalen Widemeyer had announced that he was going to go to the draft. So that was like I, I, they might have needed to bring a couple of extra seats in a porta potty into that uh, tight ends room if that was the case because it was absolutely chock full. But like I said, they brought in the the, the Johnson kid uh, from Georgia who's number one. They brought in. Uh, the uh, uh, a kid from Dickinson, uh, uh, Donovan Green, who is a, a four-star kid. And then they brought in our, my favorite uh, story, Theodore Mellon Olstrom, the, the top recruit out of Sweden, who is also yeah. a tight end and reclassified to this class. So, you know, Jimbo Fisher is a little old school. He likes to run that kind of pro-set offense. And uh, having a whole bunch of tight ends in there will be real interesting to see how they're utilized, and if some of them are going to be split out at wide receivers. That's, that's actually a position group that intrigues me the most. All right, we'll come up with a, uh, we'll come up with, the, uh, with a nickname for the Swede. That'll be good. And uh, that is mm-hmm. a strong, some strong recruiting inroads being done there in, in, the, uh, in the land of uh, Sweden there. All right, Travis. Uh, I gotta get, yeah, i got to get out of here so I can get up there before Tupanamba closes. Yeah, get up there, get you a tupi taco, and uh, and tell them I maybe get some Shelby Metcalf dip. Have a great night, and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. Appreciate it, man. There he goes, Travis Brown, um, from the mean streets of Lake Highlands. Now covers um, Texas A&M for the Bryan College Station Eagle. I think they call that thing the Bryan Eagle, but it's all Bryan College Station. It's all one big thing. I think they can hear us, actually. Hello. Shout out to the Aggies in College Station right now. All right. It is uh, time to roll on. We've got a lot to uh, cover uh, in addition to this college football. I want to bring you up to date on some stuff going on with the Cowboys, COVID-related and not, and what this game could mean to the Cowboys. Are they still alive for a number one seed? We discuss next. Dr. Rao Ali has been helping Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsborough with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches, call Dr. Rao Ali, 469-562-4188. Now time for a Cowboys update. Hey, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Dallas's upcoming opponent, Washington, lost in Philly last night. We'll explain how that outcome affects the chances of Dallas clinching the NFC East right after this. Need a holiday gift for the football fan in your life? Give the gift of the Cowboys this season with the Dallas Cowboys United membership presented by Globe Life. It's the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Memberships start at just $20 and include an exclusive fan pack, VIP member experiences, and more. Tis this season. Visit DallasCowboys.com United to give a Dallas Cowboys United membership today. That's DallasCowboys.com United. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. 
The 10-4 and four Cowboys host Washington Sunday. Washington lost in Philly last night in a game that was rescheduled because of a COVID outbreak. The Philly win means that with three games left in the regular season, Dallas has a three-game lead in the East over Philly, while Washington falls four games back and out of contention for the division title. Dallas can clinch the NFC East with a win this weekend or an Eagles loss to the Giants. The Cowboys' victory would also keep them in contention for the top seed in the conference. Right now, the Cowboys are the number two seed, a game behind the Packers. As for this week's game prep, defensive line coach Adam Dirty was added to the COVID list yesterday. Assistant defensive line coach Leon Lett will assume more responsibilities. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. If you suffer from chronic pain, whether it's neck or back, arthritis, migraines, or any part of your body, it doesn't have to be that way. Dr. Rao Ali is a board-certified pain specialist that offers his services to Central Texans from Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro. He can find the best treatment to help you improve daily function and increase your quality of life. Call Dr. Rao Ali for an appointment, 469-562-4188. That number again, 469-562-4188. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. The perfect gift for that special someone on your Christmas list can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond. They are your one stop for rustic furniture for both home and office. Saddles for adults and children, gold and silver jewelry, cowhides for area rugs and decorations, and guns from brand names Smith & Wesson, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. Merry Christmas from Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Hello, Central Texas. Trent Weaver here with W Promo. The Bears, the Big 12 champs, and Sugar Bowl bound. We've got your T-shirts to celebrate both, so come on down to our new location at 2728 Franklin Avenue or Richland Mall in the center court. Get a Hextech shirt or Baylor Men's Basketball Championship shirt for just $3 with purchase while supplies last. Remember, W Promo for all your screen printing, embroidery, vehicle wall, and window wraps and over 500,000 different promotional items. W Promo, branding made tangible. 2728 Franklin Avenue. Merry Christmas. Payments for qualified buyers at 2.9% with 5000 down or cash or trade. TTNL Extra. See dealer for details. Get the quality pre-owned car you need now at a price you can afford at Richard Car. Find great deals like a 7-passenger 2016 GMC Acadia for $225 a month. A 2019 Ford F-150 for $438 a month. Plus, get top dollar for your trade now. Richard Car pre-owned vehicles go through a 172-point inspection, and our aggressive lenders say yes when others say no. Find your next car or truck at Richard Car today. At Richard Car, we give you more. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies this evening with clouds increasing overnight and temperatures holding pretty steady tomorrow morning, right around 53 degrees. We'll start with clouds tomorrow, then clearing skies and 74 degrees and mostly sunny, very warm on Friday with a high of 82 degrees. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Week 15 wrapped up in the NFL with the Seahawks losing to the Rams 20-10 and the Eagles beating Washington 27-17. Tampa Bay running back Leonard Fournette will likely miss the rest of the regular season and the Bucs have signed Le'Veon Bell. 
Bowl season continues tonight from Fort Worth with the Armed Forces Bowl, Missouri versus Army, 7 o'clock kickoff on ESPN. The Michigan Wolverines in the college football playoff will go as a team and get their COVID-19 booster shots today. The awards keep coming in for UMHB after winning the national championship. Jefferson Fritz was named Small College Defensive Player of the Year by Dave Campbells. Center Jeffrey Sims was named to the offensive team, and K.J. Miller was named as a punt returner. All three were first-team All-Americans as well. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Second and goal at the one. McEwen motion or Schultz motion right. Another tight end motion. Play fake. Prescott looks right, looks left, throws in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown to Dalton Schultz. There he was, Brad Sham. The uh, the uh, does a nice job as the uh, Cowboys uh, flagship station 105.3 the fan and uh, talking some Cowboys here the Cowboys latest I was looking at the injury I think they're doing okay on the uh, on the, uh, the the injury front and everything I mean I'm I'm looking uh, as far as the COVID you heard uh, that. Uh, Oh, whatever that Cowboys thing we, we run every single day. They mentioned that uh, Adam Durday, the defensive line coach, was uh, uh, I think Christy Scales mentioned that he was on the COVID list. That continues, but pretty healthy, especially for this time of the year. Uh, the Tyron Smith, with his ankle, was the only Cowboys player on the 53-man roster not to practice today. And, of course, today is Wednesday, getting ready for a Sunday night game. The uh, I think... I think that's pretty good considering I don't really expect him to play. I mean, they're hoping to get him back, but I don't see any reason to rush him at all for this game. I mean, they are playing to wrap up the NFC East, but they basically have, you know, three more games to do this. I mean, it's not it's not a – I don't think it's a huge point of emphasis. They could go ahead and wrap it up. They just need to – the only thing they need to do is to get it wrapped up because – the final game of the season is against the Eagles. The Eagles will be playing. They'll probably be playing for something, either seeding. They're in the thick of this thing for possibly getting in. And um, if you watched that last night, I would say the, the, the two things that came away from last night's game, the um, you know I, neither one of those teams scare you, Philly or Washington. I thought Garrett Gilbert actually went out there for not having any time, played okay. Aaron, I thought that uh, – I thought the non-pass uh, interference call was unbelievable uh, in that game. You know, the, the, I thought the Seahawks got hosed in that game, and you you had a uh, you had a linebacker downfield on the coverage, uh, number fifty for the Rams, and he and he literally uh, before the ball is even close to getting there, does not play the ball, um, hammers the guy's arm down, and, and and basically starts to tackle him, and then the ball arrives. And nothing is called. And I mean, these are crucial calls, games that matter. And, uh, and, and, and I think all these games matter, obviously, to the players and everybody who's and the coaches and everybody's fans who've invested so much in all this. And to just blatantly miss a call. Aaron, I don't know. Why did they do away with the, um, the rule? They had come up with a rule after that one that went against the uh, Saints that, the, that was not called that – allowed on on replay to overturn egregious calls on pass interference 
Now, I think what they found is they almost never did that. They almost never overturned either pass interference calls or, or calls that weren't, you know, pass interference. So they did away with it. I, I don't totally get that because then you're sitting there last night with an obvious pass interference that wasn't called. And, oh, shocking, because if you remember against the Raiders, the Cowboys got called, Anthony Brown got called on a play where basically he, he wasn't really playing the ball, but he didn't interfere. I mean, in the NFL, that's not – I mean, you can face guard. The ball hit him in the helmet. It was not interference, and that one got called. It was the same crew. It was uh, Sean Hockley's call. Remember his dad, Ed Hockley, who had the big guns. Man loved to work out and wear, uh, did not like to wear sleeves because he liked to show off his, uh, his physique. And his son is now one of the head officials in the NFL. And, you know, I don't guess anything will happen to him. I mean, everybody else gets held accountable for everything they do. And the officials just kind of move on to the next game. I mean, it looked like a really bad no call. Did you agree, Aaron? Did you get to see that play I'm talking about? Absolutely, and uh, it was terrible. It it reminded me of the no call that the Rams got in the NFC Championship game playing the Saints a few years ago. I mean, it's how can you look at that play and not call pass interference? And as far as when they had the chance to review pass interference, they wouldn't overturn any of them, and that was basically the referees telling the NFL this shouldn't be reviewed and we're not going to call it. And the NFL let them get away with it. So that's why we're where we're at. Yeah, I'm afraid so. I'm afraid you're right. Now back to the Cowboys. Uh, Tyron Smith does have that ankle. and But the Cowboys, uh, uh, he was the only player on the 53-man roster not to practice today. Now, limited participants were Demarcus Lawrence with that foot. I think he'll be fine. Tony Pollard with a foot. He played last game. I think he'll be okay. Uh, backup quarterback, uh, running back, Corey Clement with a toe injury. And as he's been for several weeks, uh, Zeke Elliott with a knee was a full participant. Like, what? I, I mean, I feel like they're messing with us on this. Now, the, the media, just so you know, only get to see a certain amount of practice, just the first, like, 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. So you don't get to see everything. But to keep listing Zeke Elliott as a full participant when he obviously has something wrong with his knee, like, why? Why in the world would you not be resting him? Again, now maybe they're playing fast and loose with the rules and barely even practicing him. But I don't get it. If they truly are practicing him full every week, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it would behoove him to sit out or get on the bike and do all that. I mean, if you're going to have limited for uh, Pollard with the foot, you should have limited for Zeke with the knee. It doesn't. It doesn't it's like some kind of like they're trying to prove something here, and I don't get it. So uh, we'll uh, continue to kind of look at that and see what's going on there. Also today, uh, the wide receiver, CeeDee Lamb, um, Ask about the drops. He's had three drops in two games, matching the total from his first 11. And his his uh, answer, he said, just drop balls. No excuses. I just get got to focus on the ball. Focusing on the small details of the game. Getting back to square one. Catching the ball. He didn't blame the sun. said, that's me. That's all me. Now, one of those plays, he did go back to the sideline or the huddle or whatever, kind of, you know, indicating that he couldn't see. So maybe the sun did get in his eye, but good for him that uh, that uh, he, uh, uh, that he you know, he didn't really bring that up. 
Now, on that Zeke knee brace I was talking about, he's been wearing the past two games. Uh, apparently, gives him confidence and some stability. Um, he he said he previously rotated out when he would take a shot on it because it kind of got twisted up or rolled up on. So it gives me a little more stability there and holds it in place. All right, so there's your there's your answer on him. And then uh, uh, I thought uh, I thought uh, Parsons had an interesting. Micah Parsons was asked. Uh, about the season. He said, I think we're peaking at the right time. We're extremely confident we're going to win that battle. He said, I know Dak's good for it. He's going to pay up at the end of the year. We all know he's good for it. So we'll be collecting at that final game. Now, what that's about is they were they made a bet. They uh, to Marcus Lawrence said that uh, it's, it's touchdowns versus takeaways bet uh, for the rest of the season. And if you'll recall, the Cowboys have at least four takeaways in the last uh, three straight games. They haven't done that since 1994. You remember what was happening back then? They were still going to Super Bowls and NFC title games. So that's pretty big. Um, Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons also said Dan Quinn shares the love on creating matchups with pass rushers. He said he lets everybody eat. They're part of the Lion Pack now. There is no more lone lion. It's the pride now. Everybody got, everybody's got to get a piece of the gazelle. He's he's doing a great job of it. Aaron, do you, do, have you grown up liking the wildlife films, watching the lions chase down the poor gazelle? Are you a fan of those? I like wildlife films, not those in particular, though. A little violent for you? Don't yeah. like to see? Yeah, yeah I mean, okay. I I grew up hunting, so I'm not, you know, I don't have a weak stomach. I just, you know, I don't like to watch it on TV. Yeah, well, um, I mean, he brought up the gazelle, and uh, and, and he said he will share uh, the lions. Uh, so the, the part, you know, it's a pride now, so I think that's good. Um, also, I wanted to bring this up. Um, defensive end Mark uh, Lawrence said that uh, of those takeaways – that they bet for the rest of the season versus touchdowns. He said, "What are, what are the stakes? Like, what do you uh, what do you win if you uh, if you win this battle?" He said, "A trip. The defense is going to have to pay for the offense's trip, or the offense is going to have to pay for the defense's trip." So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Boy, that's interesting. The entire defense could get a trip somewhere. Now, Aaron, I think it would be a bad idea. To, it, to to go to Cabo anytime soon, okay? We all remember what happened with that. But uh, but we'll see. We'll see where they end up. It's the uh, Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside as we sprint toward 6 o'clock. We'll get you the latest uh, on Baylor basketball, uh, men and women. We discuss it next. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Our buddy is number Jack of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll hear from Baylor women's coach Nikki Collin with Baylor women's basketball now on an extended Christmas break. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? 
We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-size weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Join us tonight for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's from 7 to 8 p.m. Join us tonight, live from Rudy's, for a Sugar Bowl preview show beginning at 7 p.m. Ricky Thompson of our broadcast crew and head coach Dave Aranda tonight at Rudy's. That's tonight at our new time for the Baylor Coaches Show, beginning at 7 p.m. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. A change in the Baylor women's basketball schedule has been announced. The next game following an extended Christmas break scheduled to be December 29th in the Farrell Center hosting Houston Baptist. That game has been canceled due to COVID protocols with the HBU program. Baylor is efforting to add a game in that slot on December 29th. The following game is the Big 12 Conference opener for Nikki Collin and the Baylor women scheduled for January 2nd in Manhattan against Kansas State. And guard Sarah Andrews is a big part of the women's success heading into Big 12 Conference play. Bold statement, but that kid is going to win the Nancy Lieberman Award before she's done. Um, She, the way she can get her shoulders downhill, um, she can make all the plays. Um, You know, she hit big shots in the Missouri game, shot off a pin down like she's, and and I didn't think she even played well leading up to that point. But, um, you know, I just think she's a tough kid. Um, I, I think, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully I'm giving her that confidence, you know, because um, I'm not afraid to put my arm around that kid and say, I think you can be better. Um, I think you can do more, you know, don't be afraid to go get the ball back in your hands. I, I mean, I, I feel like we have two guards and Jordan and Sarah that can really, really put pressure on the defense downhill. And, you know, I thought they went away from it uh, for a while. And so, She's got to be good in – she didn't even play against Michigan last year in the NCAA tournament. So she's learning to play in big moments. That's Baylor women's basketball coach Nikki Collin. Again, the start of Big 12 conference play right around the corner, January 2nd against Kansas State. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The Cowboy Report, weekdays at 8:10 a.m. and 5:10 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. The 2021 Ram brand just received first place in the prestigious J.D. Power's initial quality. The Dodge brand finished second to Ram, and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator is rated first among all mid-sized trucks. The Big Finish Sales Event, only at Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Week 15 wrapped up in the NFL with the Seahawks losing to the Rams 20 to 10 and the Eagles beating Washington 27-17. Tampa Bay running back Leonard Fournette will likely miss the rest of the regular season and the Bucks have signed Le'Veon Bell. Bowl season continues tonight from Fort Worth with the Armed Forces Bowl, Missouri versus Army, 7 o'clock kickoff on ESPN. The Michigan Wolverines in the college football playoff will go as a team and get their COVID-19 booster shots today. The awards keep coming in for UMHB after winning the national championship. Jefferson Fritz was named Small College Defensive Player of the Year by Dave Campbells. Center Jeffrey Sims was named to the offensive team. And K.J. Miller was named as a punt returner. All three were first-team All-Americans as well. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, we've been talking a lot about uh, COVID protocols, all that's going on with with that, and uh, another one today hit that's a uh, major. Well, I, you know, the Mavericks have been so bad, we have not been talking about them lately. But Luka Doncic is one of the greatest players in the NBA. And while it hasn't been a tremendous season for him, you kind of think he'll get it going. And he had missed a few games with an injury. Today he went into the COVID protocols. So very frustrating season for the Cowboys. Uh, Bullock, uh, Bullock's been out. Reggie Bullock, he's been awful. They've had him at trying to start him to get him going. Just just pitiful. Their three-point shooting has been bad. Uh, I guess the only saving grace, Aaron, I meant to tell you to pull some of this, but I uh, uh, I loved hearing, uh, I mean, Dirk Nowitzki was great. He was filling in for Derek Harper as the analyst on uh, Bally's Force, uh, Fox Sports Southwest or whatever we call it now, Bally's Southwest. Um, and it was so good. He was fun. He was saying, he was talking about his own, how they used to have to hide him on defense. And he said of himself, the slogan was, uh, hide, hide him on, uh, uh, hide him on D, find him on O, find him on offense. <laughs> and he was just so good. It was great to, uh, to get to hear Dirk Nowitzki doing a game. But a really rough outing, uh, a rough news to not have Luca. There was some thought that he would be back for Thursday's game. They got a they got a really uh, they had a big game coming up 
on Thursday, and it, now he's going to be out for a while because in addition to coming back from this injury, he's in COVID protocols. This is a mess. We could talk all we want about how the kinder, gentler Jason Kidd, but Jason Kidd's never been a good head coach. His first two stops he hasn't, and now he's coming to the Mavericks, and Mavericks are about 500. Maybe they're a game under 500 now. They're, they're just not good. I mean, they, I mean they're going to have to get it going to even get into the playoffs. Now, they got a ton of time for that. They're hanging around the eighth or ninth spot, but they're just awful right now. They don't make free throws. They don't hit threes. I mean, there's just nothing. And, and, and I love the NBA. I love to watch it. I love, I love the, watching the Utah Jazz. I love the Nuggets when they're going. If they get Jamal Murray back in February, that's going to be a great sight to, to put him with, uh, with our man Joker. I mean, that's going to be awesome. But uh, I love watching the Mavs, and right now they're difficult to watch. They just got beat by the uh, – I mean, the Timberwolves have been awful forever, and even the Timberwolves with uh, Carl Anthony Towns now and the kid that came out of Georgia that's so good. I mean, he's playing great. The number one pick from a few years ago at, that played at Georgia, he's awesome. I mean, this is a – this is really – people thought the Mavericks were going to be good, and they're not. And I, I don't know how much you can blame the injuries, new coaching style, new, you know, it's just, it's a mess. And I thought it was probably okay to have a change and a new voice. I can't say that I was that excited that it was going to be Jason Kidd. I mean, I like Jason. I mean, I, 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 he helped bring a title to Dallas. I mean, that was fun. But as a coach, he's been, he's, he's not been good. And he's still not good right now with the, with the Mavericks. Now, maybe he'll get it going. But this has been uh, this has been really rough to watch with the with the Mavericks. Now, uh, you heard John Morris talking about it there. Uh, Baylor women still trying to find <coughs> somebody to play on the 29th. Uh, the Baylor men come back on the 28th, and for now, that game is still on. That's going to be against, I believe, it's Northwestern State, the Demons, and <sighs> screaming Demons, whatever. They're, I think they're the Demons, and. Some of these teams, I was watching today for a little bit because I'm, I'm just a sucker for any kind of sports, any kind of day, you know, holiday, uh, daytime sports. And I got to really focusing in on uh, Alabama State in Texas. And Alabama State was hanging in there, hanging in there. And then Texas finally pulled away and, and got up there and, and were, were up, uh, I don't know, they, they got it up to 10. Then by before you knew it, it was about 20. But I looked down at the deal. And it, in Alabama State, just like Alcorn State, who played Baylor the other night, was one in nine. So I, I don't know what that tells you. They're hanging around with Texas, who some people had Texas as like a top five or top ten team at the start of the year. Now they're kind of easing them right on out of that top 25. Some people, I think they're down there about 17, 20, something like that. All right, got a lot to, uh, got a lot to go here. Not a lot, sadly. Uh, it is time for the dismount, where we say goodbye to you and have a few more nuggets for you. And I'll kind of tell you a little bit what I'm hearing on the Sugar Bowl. Um, is there going to be some COVID-type stuff going on? I'll talk about it next. Your home for Baylor women's basketball is ESPN Central Texas. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location, and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. 
Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Don't let pain and sports injuries keep you on the sidelines. Talk with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. You'll discover personalized orthopedic care for kids and adults from minimally invasive to advanced surgical options and the support of physical therapy during recovery. Our doctors and care teams listen to understand you and deliver the care that's right for you at every step. Request an appointment at ascension.org slash Providence TX Sports Med. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate, UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com, or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget, check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. Dismount. We say good night to you, and uh, we've had a lot to get to today. We had the big news that the A&M had to pull out of the Gator Bowl, and you know who I think would show up and play Wake Forest now that I think about it, Aaron? I think I have, you know, Rutgers wants to play. They have apparently have a good graduation rate or whatever they call that, APR ranking, better than uh, Illinois's. But you know who I would like to send out there to play 
Wake Forest in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. You know where I'm going with this. I don't. UMHB. Now that would be you know, great. I mean, my gosh, they just won a national title. D3, you think our man Jefferson Fritz would be scared of that? Fritz would be on the first plane out there. Bus, whatever. Doesn't matter how you get out there. Fritz would say, let's go. Let's go play. And uh, the man likes La Pradera there in Kaufman, Texas. I've had a lot of fajitas there myself. Really love that place. And then the Blue House. And uh, we don't uh, have a lot of restaurants here in Kaufman, but the ones we do, we support. And uh, Feed Store used to be good. Used to get the Turning Plow nachos. Some of the greatest bean and cheese nachos ever known to man. And uh, Naomi and Charles and the whole bunch did a great job over there. Um, and the catfish. On Friday, Thursday nights, Aaron, for about $9.95, $7.95, maybe $9.95, you get the whole catfish. And, and you, you pick it right off the bone. And I, that used to be the greatest. Now I kind of like my catfish fillets for the most part. But that catfish night they would do over there and give you all the tartar sauce you'd want. The feed store in Kaufman, Texas. Sounds so good. Rest in peace. Um, yeah, it was good. It was really good. But we lost the feed store. And uh, now we got some kind of health kind of place over down the way now. I've been hearing decent things. Oh, hell, no, sandwiches. Little sandwich shop. And they got some uh, pastrami, whatever you need over there. Ham and cheese. All right, that's it. Sadly, listen uh, later tonight, 7 o'clock, that coaches show. Uh, Dave Aranda. We don't hear from Dave a lot, but we'll be able to hear from Dave this evening. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, we'll hear from Baylor head football coach Dave Aranda. Practices underway in Waco before the Bears leave town for Christmas, then 